here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Shake Them Ropes, episode 160. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins coming up in just a moment. We have a lot to get to today, including Wednesday night's NXT and the debut of the Cruiserweight Classic. This episode is sponsored by MacWeldon.com. MacWeldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Visit MacWeldon.com and save 20% off your order with promo code VOW. Jeff Hawkins, Rob McCarron, STR160 coming up now. Rob McCarron. I actually think if I had to pick one person right now who's getting the match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, it ain't Randy Orton, it's Rusev. Jeff Hawkins. After having shoulder surgery? They're yeah. not an, and also, they're not announcing Randy Orton on SmackDown. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. I was born. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 160. We keep going all the way to 200. We're only 40 episodes away from 200. We're getting, we're catching up to UFC. Jeff, you were at UFC 200 this weekend. How was Vegas? My car got broken into and my battery died. So a regular <laughs> trip to Vegas then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. What happens at 200? Do, do I get, uh, do I get paid? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, great. Maybe. If you want Jeff to get paid, everybody, go donate to the show. Donate to me, and I'll certainly get some to uh, to Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> no problem. Not guaranteed. Uh, yeah, I set, up, I set up this PayPal donation so long ago, and we, we pushed it on like two episodes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I, I, I tell you, it's still there. It's still there. PayPal.me slash Rob McCarron. Cause I didn't want to do like Patreon cause Patreon takes money away. And I always, I always thought about maybe doing something like that just because here we are two years in, uh, we're two and a half years in really from when we first started, uh, two and a half years in from when we first started doing this show. Seems like just yesterday, Jeff. To you. What? <laughs> the Rob McCarran Save the Hats Fund? Is that what that Are is? Are you tired of me already? Oh, no. I like you, Rob. Oh, thanks, Jeff. I like you, too. Yeah. Did you actually go to UFC 200, though? Did you go to the actual show? I did not. I went to the other two shows, though. I went okay. to the Ultimate Fighter and the Fight Night on Thursday, and then I watched uh, 200 on TV. Yeah, I, that's probably the right move. I mean, tickets were probably super high for that one with Brock Lesnar on the show, right? Well, yeah, and then I wasn't going to overspend when I was already down 500. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, no no reason to. Absolutely no reason to. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a, a fun weekend despite the uh, troubles that you were enduring there. Uh, but yes, if you want to help Jeff recover, uh, donate to the show. Rob, PayPal.me slash Rob McCarron uh, saves, saves fees from going to uh, Patreon and those other sites. I tell you what, this uh, Jeff, a special deal from me to you because I know you got you got a new mic for this show. You got a cool little setup, especially for the video content. You got this great setup. You you've been, you know, obviously pulling your weight over the last <laughs> few years. 
That was that was Thanks. not that was not a bad comment. I was trying backhanded to, compliments are still compliments. I tell you, I was trying to say something else, but I couldn't, so I just went with it. Um, <laughs> if we get this, is a very I, I think maybe this is a low uh, target, and obviously it's a impromptu target because I wasn't going to do this. Uh, I'll put a link in the description. If we get twenty dollars in donations, we have thousands and thousands of people who listen to this show. We have I, we see the download numbers. We have we have a, a larger audience now than we ever have, uh, which is good. You you try to grow. You don't want to go up and then down. Uh, but we have a really good audience, and we've been seeing engagement. We got uh, people tweeting at us. We got people DMing at it. We got a lot of people in the chat room. I did a a quick little live video today before my power went out, and we had people in the live chat. Um, yeah, just a quick little one. Cause I was, uh, I was a little bored as you noted on Twitter today. I was, oh, okay. <laughs> I was a little bored. So I decided, you know, I got, I got Joe Lanza up my ass about not doing more videos. So I, I go on and I do the little quick YouTube thing and I'm thinking, okay, three o'clock Eastern on a Wednesday with 40 minutes, literally 40 minutes of notice. I'm expecting to get like one or two calls and, and not a lot of people watching this thing. I had to go for an hour because we kept having people call in. That's positive. I was I was ecstatic. We had calls from Chile. We had calls from Belgium. Uh, we had a lot of different calls uh, today on the uh, on the YouTube channel, which you can find at voicesofwrestling.com slash YouTube. So that was really cool. But I will tell you what, Jeff, if we get $20 in donations, and I will put a link in the description, uh, if, if any of you out there just wants to say thanks for the last two years, guys, that'd be cool. If we get $20 in donations, if you guys out there find it in your heart, to throw us a dollar or two or just 25 cents. That's fine. PayPal.me slash Rob McCarron, R-O-B-M-C-C-A-R-R-O-N. If we get $20 in donations, I'm giving it all to Jeff. Oh. So if you guys are Jeff fans, I'm giving it all to him to pay him back for the microphone that he got, to pay him back for the video setup that he got to try and help uh, this show do better. So uh, it's all up to the people. If we get $19.50, I'm keeping it all. If we get 2001, you're keeping it all. No, no, no. I know if we hit at least 20, if we hit at least 20. So it's up to the people. If no one wants to donate, that's fine. No one has to. I'm not, I'm not trying to be out here saying everyone, you know, we're not going to do this show. If you guys don't give us donations, that's not what I'm doing. But uh, if you guys want to say we appreciate you in a little way, that's uh, certainly one way to do it. Another free way to appreciate us is go on our iTunes channel and send us a a rating and review Write something nice about the show. Go and rate us anywhere from zero to five stars. It'd be cool if you guys give us five. Uh, the link is bit.ly. That's bit.ly slash str iTunes. You can go, even if you don't subscribe via iTunes, go to the iTunes channel and you can leave us a rating and review. That's a nice free way to show your appreciation as well. We greatly appreciate all the help that everyone's done from sharing our show, from tweeting at us, from uh, just you know telling a friend about, hey, I listened to the Shake Them Ropes podcast. It's all been very helpful. We have more listeners now than we ever have, so I want to thank everyone out there for uh, for helping us get there, Jeff. It's uh, it's pretty cool to see uh, the different people. Just, you know, every week we have a new person tweeting at us. It's uh, pretty nice. I'm absolutely amazed people have put up with me for this long. Put up with both of us. Jeez. <laughs> and, and there's some people out there that think I'm the heel somehow. Well, I don't that's, get just, that's just fact. I don't, uh, I don't science. get it. It's science, yeah. really. Mm. Yeah, provable. We're going to talk about the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. The reason why we're leasing the show, uh, you know, late Wednesday, early Thursday morning for those on the East Coast in the U.S. 
The reason why we're release, releasing the show now is because we watched uh, the Cruiserweight Classic and we watched NXT from tonight. So all the cool stuff in WWE was happening, you know, on Wednesday night. So I didn't want to do a show Tuesday. And then by next week, everything is kind of getting all in with the draft. And, you know, basically, I didn't want to go without talking about the Cruiserweight Classic episode one and this uh, big main event we had on NXT tonight. And of course, as I'm watching NXT, uh, power outage, which is problematic. Uh, so I ended up having to watch the first half on my phone and then uh, quickly, as soon as the power got back on, try to try to get through the rest of these uh, television programs before we started the show tonight. Uh, so West Coast Jeffrey uh, is up uh, later than usual for him and it's later than usual for me. But we here we are to talk about the Cruiserweight Classic. We're going to start with the Cruiserweight Classic, actually, because uh, that seemed to be the big hot topic on those uh, call ins today on the VOW show we did on YouTube. Uh, what do you think about episode one of the Cruiserweight Classic? I thought both the episode one and I thought the bracketology, which I watched while I was on vacation, I thought oh. they were excellent. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. I think it's possibly some of the best stuff they've been doing. Uh, I thought um, the Ibushi, uh, Sean, Sean Maluda. what's his name again? Yeah, Sean Maluda. Sean Maluda match was fantastic. Yeah. Sean Maluda was impressive. Obviously, you know, you go in expecting Kota Ibushi, if you're familiar with him, to be what he was. But Sean Maluda, I, they put that match yeah. together, and I was fearful. Like, you know, who is the Sean Maluda guy? I wasn't familiar with him. You, uh, you're you putting Kota Ibushi in there with a guy we don't know. How's it going to turn out? That match was absolutely worthy of being a main event on that episode. Oh, yeah. It was a fantastic match. My only, The only ding I have on the Cruiserweight Classic show was the seriousness was belied by the fact that they introduced these guys by morphing them out of ninja luchador type characters, which kind of took that away. But everything else about the presentation, I liked. Yeah, I was a big fan of the presentation. Uh, I like that they, uh, you know, I, it's not even that I like it. It's different, and I didn't mind it at all. Uh, the fact that you have the handshake up front, the fact that you have the uh, the winner introduced or the winner congratulated, whatever you want to say, the, the referee raises the arm of the winner right next to the loser there in the center of the ring, kind of, you know, boxing and MMA style. Uh, it was a different presentation. They're going for a super sports atmosphere. They're going, uh, obviously it's based on international. Uh, you have the, you have the name on the small video board as the wrestlers entrance, uh, wrestlers entrance music plays. And then the, uh, the flag of their nationality on the huge video board. This is more about the international flavor that it is about any one of the participants. And the lack of camp. You know, the lack of it being, you know, the entertainment part of it that that, you know, they sometimes yeah, they're, yeah, they can't yeah. help themselves with the instincts. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. I think I, I think this is a, a bold move and this is what I would have liked out of one of the two programs uh, that are getting rebooted next week, to be honest with you. One of the two programs that are getting rebooted next week. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. Uh, we actually do have somewhat of a draft uh, topic later in the show with uh, the Raw and SmackDown GMs. Give our predictions and news on the GMs that are coming up and uh, news on next week's Shake Them Ropes too because we're going to be joined by a special guest next week on Shake Them Ropes. So we got that to talk about. Uh, the Cruiserweight Classic was pretty cool. Uh, we got the brackets last week. Uh, Kota Ibushi obviously winning his first round match. Um, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa being in a first round match against each other. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of unique. The tag team on NXT TV, getting rid of one of those guys right off the bat. Uh, more of a general topic. We, we have the brackets. Any thoughts on what, uh, the final four might be? Do you have an idea? Even if you don't have a final four, uh, what's your prediction for the final? As you see the way everything is laid out. Probably a bushy saber. 
yeah, you're going with Ibushi Saber. I, I I tell you what, I just don't think Kota Ibushi is going all the way to the finals. Okay. No, that's fine. And I, I wouldn't be shocked either if he loses before the final four, too. There are other guys in that side of the bracket. He's in the same bracket as Tony Nice, the same bracket as Brian Kendrick, but even more importantly, the same bracket as Cedric Alexander. In fact, Cedric Alexander is his second round match, which is going to be taped Thursday night this week. So tomorrow, depending on when you hear this, or tonight, depending on when you hear this, Cedric Alexander and Kota Ibushi is the second round match, which is a pretty big deal. That's not uh, a match I would have expected so early on, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to focus on Kota Ibushi all the way through. I, I just, yeah. I'm just not sure if he's going to make that deep of a run. I'm not, I, you know, and he certainly deserves to, he certainly, it would make sense to, if they want to, but I'm, I'm a little skeptical on Kota Ibushi going far. Mm, the bracket bracketology, um, did such a great job with both Kendrick yeah, and oh, absolutely with, Kendrick. And then and the with other TJ one. Perkins, oh, TJ yeah. Perkins was fantastic on that. There, TJ Perkins was fantastic. He really got into his story. Brian Kendrick too, for a guy that, you know, that is not the same Brian Kendrick that has ever been on WWE TV. So right. it was so cool because you've seen Brian Kendrick on WWE TV. And here he is now a vet that you haven't seen for a while. Kind of like the wrestler, right? Like Mickey Rourke in a way, in a small way. He's coming back. He's down on his luck. He's questioning whether he even made an impact in this business at all. And if he didn't do that, what is his impact in life? Like this it's guy, the Jake story. It's the Jake story from yeah, King of the Ring. Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely phenomenal. I thought one, uh, not on such a serious note, but one of the participants they did such a good job on was Jack Gallagher. Yes, I agree. I agree there. Everybody they kind of focused on a little bit was great. I thought, I, I don't think there was a dud in the bunch. I even think the Bollywood guys, Oh, the Bollywood boys. Yeah. I said that on, pretty good. I said on the uh, live show today, the Bollywood, the Bollywood boys were guys that I thought, okay, you can actually sign them. And those guys might do well in NXT. I thought when they were announced, I thought, oh, they're going to be afterthoughts. And then I saw them for the first time. I went, man, you can do something with those two. What I'm really looking forward to is now I want to see more of these guys that we don't really know anything about to see who Mm -hmm. WWE focuses on and how good they can do with some of these guys. Because there's going to be Mustafa Ali is the guy that I know because I he was he's been around for 10 years. This guy was working IWA Mid-South when I was refereeing over there. Mustafa Ali is a guy who's grown up a ton. And I really want to see his match. He actually got a dark match on. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's a dark match. He might be on TV on NXT, but he worked the NXT tapings tonight. So this is a guy they brought back uh, after the uh, after the first taping of the Cruiserweight Classic. So he might be of interest to WWE, and that's really cool. There's there's a lot of names here that I I wanna I want to see how they focus on all of them because I feel like WWE is going to give all 32 guys like a legit shot to not only impress them but come back in the future. I'm hoping that, that Maluda gets to come back in the future after great. after tonight. I thought he was fantastic. Um, I was a little, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was a little, I was ahead. a little worried that Kota Ibushi uh, might not feel comfortable uh, in the ring because you you hear some wor- things about Kota Ibushi and how you know he's he's been here in the states before, but he's usually mm-hmm. working with guys that he's quite familiar with when he comes to the States. And this wasn't necessarily the case here with uh, WWE and it is WWE. You never know how someone's going to react when they get to what is in the U S the big time. So you never know how someone's going to react, but he was quite comfortable. And speaking of comfortable, Jeff, you know how you can be comfortable. I'm giving you your space. Go ahead. (laughs) You can be comfortable in your new Mac Weldon, all your new Mac Weldon men's basics, Jeff Hawkins, 
Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Save 20% with code VOW at MacWeldon.com. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping, and they will make Jeff Hawkins comfortable with my segues, I tell you. Uh, they <laughs> you, Maybe one day you will be. Maybe one day. Uh, we've tried their stuff, and it feels oh. great. Right now, you can try out Mack Weldon shirts, socks, hoodies, underwear, and more risk-free while also saving 20% off your first order with promo code VOW. That's right. Shake Them Ropes listeners can save 20% off right now off the great-fitting, comfortable clothes at MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. MacWeldon.com. Use promo code VOW. They will make you comfortable in order to uh, in order to say whatever Jeff Hawkins wanted to interrupt there by saying. And now I'm going to give Jeff Hawkins the floor. I've done the Mac Weldon read. MacWeldon.com. <laughs> it's great. We love them. I also want to thank them. Talk about thanking people. Thank you, Mac Weldon, for coming back and supporting the show. These guys have sponsored uh, several weeks of our show now, so uh, they like us. I'm really happy about that. Uh, but Jeff Hawkins, what did MacWeldon.com remind you of that you wanted to jump in there? Well, actually, it wasn't that you were, I knew you were segueing. I just didn't know which possible sponsor it was going to be. So I didn't want to give the wrong answer. Then, then the wrath of Mac Weldon comes down. That was, that was another uh, downside of my power going out and me panicking for the last two hours is I didn't even get to tell you and give you the heads up. Hey, we have Mac Weldon today. That would have helped. Wouldn't have. This is this is uh, somewhere somewhere a naked Joe Lanza would be out of clothing if 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 I had yeah. somehow ticked off Weldon. That's true. No, he's still got his hoodie over there. Still got his hoodie riding out that heat in Texas with his uh, Mac Weldon hoodie. Oh, yeah. So good for him. Um, any other thoughts on the uh, cruiserweight classic before I give my final four? You know what? I'm going to backtrack because they're going to need an English speaker probably to to uh, hype up the big fight. So I think Coda probably loses in the semis i think i think you're right but i do think zach saber jr is probably in the finals yeah i think i wonder if they will push the redemption story of brian kendrick as more of a big deal because i could see brian kendrick beating kota bushi like brian kendrick goes through you know his first round match maybe he goes through tony nice maybe he goes through then kota abushi and reaches the final four and that's a big story uh because i i could see that happening um, gargano i think gargano probably takes him out i'm i'm thinking the final four is going to be I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cedric Alexander. I'm going to say Cedric Alexander goes out of the Kota Ibushi bracket. I say Johnny Gargano goes out of his bracket. And his bracket also includes TJ Perkins. So that's kind of a big deal. Uh, TJ Perkins and Johnny Gargano might be a second round match there. So uh, you have you have some really big second round matches to look forward to. But my prediction, Johnny Gargano, Cedric Alexander, Zack Sabre Jr. And out of the top bracket, I'm going to go Akira Tozawa. And partially because this is a big international event, I think they're going to want to have uh, Japan represented and they can do that with Akira Tozawa meeting up with Zack Sabre in the semifinals. And uh, I think Zack Sabre goes to the finals with Johnny Gargano. And my prediction to win this Cruiserweight Classic is Johnny Gargano. Huh. Okay. Well, let me take a look here. I just, I just. Bring it up. Up. And, and one of the reasons why I'm going with Johnny Gargano too, he's going to be a WWE guy. He's been on NXT for a year. You know, I, I, I said everything on Twitter uh, about a week ago. I reiterated it today on the live show. I'll reiterate it now. Johnny Gargano is done on the Indies on September 11th. September 11th is, I don't believe Evolve has announced it yet, but September 11th in Queens, New York is a Sunday night. Johnny Gargano's farewell to Evolve is that night. 
So I, I don't know if he's starting with WWE, but I assume because of that, that he then will start with WWE full time, even maybe moving down there. I think Johnny Gargano's winning this thing, and I think they're using this uh, to propel him. I really do. I think he's going to be a, a big guy leading NXT if they lose Finn Balor and if they lose a couple of other names from NXT with the brand split. Okay, Saber's an easy Final Four. That's, that's I would, I would say easy Final Four. He's probably in the easiest side of the bracket right there. I say out of that top half there, Grand Metallic yeah, comes he's, out of it. He's the only reason. If he wasn't in that bracket, I tell you, I think it would be a no-brainer for Tozawa, but because the uh, the former Mascara Dorada is there, he's another guy that might go to and might end up with WWE too. You potentially have Abushi, Alexander, and that winner taking on then Brian Kendrick. That oh, that's so tough out of those three picking out who those three. But I don't think it's going to be Alexander. I, think. I love it though. I love. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I, we but don't I think know who's going to win, right? Yeah, but I do think I do think uh, uh, I'm going to go with Abushi. I'm going to go with my my gut and okay. say that he's Kendrick, it. and that 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 Kendrick gets two wins and then loses to Abushi, and then that bottom half, you have Perkins, you have Swan, and you have Gargano, yep. and yep. um, well, I mean, Perkins isn't signed, Gargano, not I believe, yet, not yet. Yet and then Swan. Oh man, I think it's probably going to be Gargano and Swan to get to the final four, and I think it's probably going to be Gargano. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's very interesting because a lot of these matches can go either way. Uh, it, maybe it is going to be super predictable. Maybe Kota Ibushi and Zack Saber Jr. will be the final. You know, and that'd yep. be cool. That'd be a dream match if you're if you're looking at two names on both sides. Oh, let me give my final then. Go for it. It'll be Garga- Gargano and uh, Gargano and Saber. All right, well, you're right there with me, but you're thinking Saber's going to win, I'm aren't you? I'm with you. Do you think Saber's going to uh, win? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, where we differ- that's where we differ. If he signs, he wins. If he signs, he wins. Because Saber, if Saber wins this thing, he's doing it a week and a half after Bola. Right. And I think he loses the title at Bola. What a month of September that Zack Saber Jr. is having. Jushin Liger and Bola. That's My- crazy. Goodness, I'm not going to be able to get tickets. <laughs> um, I wonder what Cody Rhodes and Jushin Liger is probably a first round match in that turn. Don't you think? I think I think he's probably with Morrison first round. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Have they? They haven't announced the matches though for the uh, PWG. Oh, no, Bola, they, ne- they, never, they never. They never. They never announced matches. It's kind of a. It's kind of you a know mystery. The, you know the names, thing. and then it's uh, mystery vortex <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that yeah, Cody Rhodes. If you're unfamiliar, PWG Battle of Los Angeles coming up in early September. Uh, Cody Rhodes. That's one of his first appearances. His first appearance is uh, Evolve in the uh, on uh, what Takeover and SummerSlam weekend. Takeover and mm-hmm. SummerSlam weekend. Cody Rhodes is working Evolve Pro Wrestling. That's the Cruiserweight Classic. Really like the presentation of the first round. I'm I'm excited for all of these shows. They're taping uh, the second round action, which I which actually will probably be second and third round. Um, I knew I had it all listed out, but now I forget what they're going to do, uh, right. tomorrow night at full sale. They taped NXT TV. We're not going to go into spoilers, uh, other than the fact that Mustafa Ali worked and Kota Ibushi wrestled on the NXT mm-hmm. tapings tonight too. So, uh, Kota Ibushi that led someone to DM us at shake them ropes on Twitter, someone to DM us because they heard the uh, live show on YouTube today. And I will reiterate it now as, as I've done that Kota Ibushi, I don't think is going to the final four. Uh, someone tweeted at me today saying that I'm probably wrong on that because Kota Ibushi 
worked the NXT tapings tonight. And I don't think that uh, that's correct at all. I think he worked the TV tapings tonight because they're promoting the uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. They had Mustafa Ali work the show. They had a couple other competitors sitting ringside during the taping tonight. So I just think they wanted to get a match out of Kota Ibushi. Uh, if anything, that might actually mean he's you know probably done this week and they just wanted to get an extra match out of him for all I know. You know no, no. No, I disagree. Okay. It's marketing and it's and it's to draw eyeballs. Definitely I, the draw. I eyeballs, think yeah. I think he does. Definitely yeah. the draw. Eyeballs. So, I, so I think I think he does uh, at least get past the second round. Yeah, uh, there was uh, basically one match on NXT tonight. It was the Finn Balor Shinsuke Nakamura big main event match. They've been uh, hyping up for three weeks now. Finn Balor. This guy is probably uh, making a move up to the main roster. I know we've been saying that for what seems like a year, but you put all the evidence now. Uh, Hold on, in, in like our a, in our defense, we haven't been saying we that. haven't. No, I, I thought there's one. I can't remember what exactly it was. There was one time I think within the last year where I really did think he was going to come up because uh, something seemed to fit him. Bullet I forget. It. Yeah, was it was the Bullet Club. You I, I, I guess it was probably down. that. Yeah, it was probably that. But uh, this time. You put uh, the fact that he what I mean, Finn Balor was not on the NXT tapings tonight. He loses to Shinsuke Nakamura. They get that match out of the way. He has no current storyline heading into TakeOver. I think he's done, and I think he's going up to the main roster. It may not be at the draft, but that's certainly the best time, you would think, for Finn Balor to go up. So you're going to lose Finn Balor here. Shinsuke Nakamura gets a big win, seemingly uh, destined to be the championship contender at the TakeOver Back to Brooklyn show coming up in late August. Uh, you watched this match uh, live, I believe. I watched this match on a little bit of a delay as I was getting my uh, ever, my power up and running again. Uh, I thought it was an excellent main event, and I'm actually glad they used uh, the whole show, basically, to promote around this match. I thought it was solid. I, I won't go out on a limb and go, it was the greatest match in NXT history or anything, anything superlative, but I thought it was a very, very... Well done, solid. It was hour of NXT, and it was probably the best match they've had on NXT TV since what Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn, when they were uh, doing their feud for Samoa Joe to get his rematch with Finn Balor. They had that one match oh, on at NXT least. TV, at uh, least because yeah, they don't do a lot yeah, of these it, big time matches on TV anymore. They usually do save everything big for Takeover now. Yeah, it, since then, yeah, it 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 it's definitely that. It, historically, I, I won't. I may not go oh, that no, far. Not historically. But the best match, oh, the best match, what in three months? Because that match happened oh, uh, before WrestleMania definitely. weekend, so that was in March. I mean, we've been—it's yeah. been a long time of TV. It's been twelve or thirteen episodes since we had a match like this. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, but I liked it. I liked the, the, the Samoa Joe promo. A Samoa Joe continues to—I don't want to say he's at his peak, but he's almost close. Like this is a better version of Samoa Joe as we've seen in a long time. That promo he cut was fantastic. He's great. Oh, it was so good. It was it was a championship heft promo that actually Finn Balor was missing during his right. run. Yeah. No, he's he's done very well with the microphone. He's done absolutely great. I like that they brought Rhino back to kind of get a match out of Samoa Joe because Rhino's a big guy. They don't have a lot of big guys in NXT. So here's the, here's the guy that you can put in front of Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe will look dominating as he heads into a match with Shinsuke Nakamura. And there's a story there absolutely. because of the uh, dust, dusty tag. Yeah. Absolutely. No, this is, uh, it, it's cool that they brought Rhino back. Honestly, I wasn't expecting that to happen. But Can I get into a, uh, SmackDown spoiler? SmackDown spoiler. Mm-hmm. 
they announced um, for Battleground that uh, it will be Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Sasha Banks and a mystery partner. Okay, yeah, that's uh, a match being announced. I think they actually put that on the website, too, so we're okay there. We're not going to give spoilers on matches okay. on SmackDown. I okay. Because, well, honestly, I don't know any. I didn't read the spoilers. I think I found okay. out. I think I found out about that match right on the WWE website, but that's cool. Uh, I expected Charlotte and Sasha Banks one-on-one, even though you would think that, you know, that belongs on SummerSlam. I still expected it at Battleground. But yeah, we're going to get a tag match. Dana and Charlotte versus Sasha and a mystery partner. And the reason why you bring that up during the NXT talk is I'm assuming you think Bailey is the uh, partner. I think Bailey is the partner. It would be it either Bailey or or a Bella, but I don't see a Bella being the partner. It could be Nikki Bella. I don't see Brie Bella. Um it could also be, you know, something simple like Paige. Uh, as a mystery partner, why would you need to hold out hold that out? Well, there? they're not it's not necessarily a mystery partner. It's uh, you know, Sasha has to go find a partner. Now, I agree, I think it's Bailey. I think Bailey comes up at Battleground. You have uh, it's after the draft, it's after the brand split. They brought all of the uh, Divas Revolution women up while Sasha, Bailey, Becky, and, and Charlotte were still working NXT. So mm-hmm. you can bring Bailey up and she can still wrestle Asuka at SummerSlam or the uh, takeover at SummerSlam weekend. Uh, you can still do that. So I, I'm with you. I think uh, now what we run into here is a situation where we're both calling for Finn Balor to come up this month as well as Bailey, and we can get burned on both of them. True, but I think you can do it in different ways. I think Finn can be brought up in the draft, and I think Bailey can bro- be brought in in Battleground, and it, it doesn't hurt either of them in terms of uh, that new new guy smell that you kind of, uh, you know, the, the, you kind of got weary of it a little bit in that Raw after WrestleMania where you had Cruz and Corbin and Enzo and Cass. That way, Balor can be the focus of the of the draft, and Bailey can be the focus of the surprise at Battleground. Yes, now that brings us to you mentioned Bailey. This week's NXT power rankings, Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> and for the first time, I've tallied all of the votes. It's obviously fan voting. I've tallied everyone's votes from uh, from Twitter, from email, from Instagram, from from Pinterest. I've tallied all the votes, and for the first time ever in the a hundred weeks we've been doing the NXT power rankings, Jeff, we have a four-way tie at number one. That's Jeff Hawkins. You took my, you took, you, well, you took my week to do power rankings, but okay, go ahead. I took your week. Oh yeah. We were supposed to go every other week. That was, that was the (laughs) bit. Jeff (laughs) sticking with bits. That's not what we do here. That's not what we Uh, do here. Tie for number one, a four-way tie. Your first number one entrant in the power ranking, Shinsuke Nakamura, coming off his big win with uh, Finn Balor. Nakamura coming in last week at number 15, made the big jump because, you know, obviously as a big underdog in that Finn Balor match, no one saw Nakamura winning. And Nakamura gets the win, seemingly headed into a world title match. At TakeOver Brooklyn, that's Shinsuke Nakamura. What do you think about Shinsuke Nakamura being at number one this week? Absolutely gobsmacked. He made that huge of a jump, especially over Eva Marie. I know. Eva Marie, uh, Eva Marie was, uh, she was next on the list, but we don't do a top five. She was number five. We don't do a top five. So there's no Eva Marie on this countdown. 
only four, and we had a four-way tie, retaining his spot at number one. Hideo Itami still up there. Hideo Itami actually returns to TV tonight at the NXT TV taping, so he will be on NXT TV shortly. It looks like he did his little uh, rehab on the house shows, and he is ready to go. Uh, We don't have spoilers about what Hideo Itami might do at TakeOver Brooklyn. If you had to guess, Jeff, what do you think Hideo Itami is ready to do at NXT TakeOver in late August? Man, ah, wow, that one actually did stump me. He's coming out of nowhere. There's certainly nothing for him unless Finn Balor somehow stays. If Finn Balor stays, gosh darn it, there's your match. But they have What if he works both? Well, what if he works both? He could. He could. It could be like yeah. a, uh, uh, that could be like a true going away match. Like, you know, Finn Balor or, coming back. Or Jericho. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's, that seems to me more that's, like a Jericho house show request than it is on TakeOver. That, yeah, but that's another one of those matches that you know Jericho's dying for. It could be, you know, Ty Dillinger. Could be someone of that, uh, that classification. We haven't heard anything. Now, maybe they bring it back up when he makes TV, but we have not heard anything about who beat up Hideo Itami outside of Full Sail. The whole reason for his injury on Storyline was that he was attacked outside of Full Sail before a takeover. And -hmm. we have not heard anything about that in any way lately. So I don't know if that's just going to be forgotten or what. Uh, But uh, seemingly, if they go back to that Storyline, whoever was the attacker will be his opponent. And I don't know who they're going to come out and say that will be unless it's maybe Samojo. But Samojo already has a match. He's seemingly destined for Shinsuke Nakamura. So stay tuned on that one. Tie for number one, Bailey. Bailey coming back to NXT TV and getting big wins over Alexa Bliss and someone else who I'm forgetting, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Nia Jax, that's right. How do I forget Nia Jax? I don't know. Bailey at number one, what are your thoughts? And she won a rap battle against Peyton Royce today on Facebook. That's right. Yeah, you saw that. I did. I thought it was very, very adorable on both counts. Go to WWE NXT's Facebook page because there was a Bailey rap battle and William Regal got involved and it was quite fun. Quite Peyton. fun, everybody. Great. Yes. <laughs> no, it was, it was good stuff. It was a uh, very enjoyable stuff. And finally, tied for number one in this week's NXT power rankings, quite possibly. A surprise to most of you. Tino Sabatelli. I was stunned when I saw the fan voting. Made a really late run in the fan voting. Tino Sabatelli. Tino Sabatelli still not on WWE NXT TV, but it seems like it's time where the fans are starting to revolt. They want their Tino on TV. Hashtag Tino on TV. Tino Sabatelli rounding out the number one. Jeff, your thoughts. Hashtag Rob's man crush. Well, Baron's gone. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Who's going to be the raw general manager, Jeff? God, who really cares? I mean, it really, we're going to have more office politics because we have to have an owner and a GM. We're going to have two authority figures on each show. Now for SmackDown, I don't feel like we're going to have infighting and it's going to be like baby face guys. So it's not a big concern, but I'm skeptical where they go with raw. Cause you're going to have Stephanie in power. Is she going to fight with her GM? Is the GM going to be, I, I guess you can go triple H as the GM, but I don't think as the COO being also the GM technically under Stephanie is the imagery. They want to go with triple H because triple H can just be in power with Stephanie as the COO. So in re- in reality, you probably have three governing bodies 
on Raw. But I don't have a name. People are talking Eric Bischoff. I think Eric Bischoff shows up to Raw on Monday, but it's more of a red herring. I don't think he's going to be the guy in charge. So you don't think it's going to be the face heel dynamic on both shows? Oh, no, because I see a baby flip. Oh, it's baby face dynamic on SmackDown because SmackDown is going to be Daniel Bryan. You're sure? Okay. I'm 95% sure Daniel Bryan's going to be the face of SmackDown. I could have seen them doing a deal where Shane and Triple H have to work together. Well, what's interesting, too, someone brought it up on the Twitter feed, uh, I think, a couple of days ago, where they might do a deal because Vince has said he's going to name a general manager for each person if they don't name one on Raw. Now, Shane has come out and said he's going to name someone on Raw. Uh, This is the type of angle that they've done in different ways on WWE TV before, and it screams something that Vince might find hilarious if he does. You have Shane name his GM. Stephanie name her and GM. Sh- yeah. And then he switches them. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Let's shake it up a bit. You know, what, whatever. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. If Daniel Bryan is going to be full time on the road with SmackDown, then your mystery partner is going to be Brie Bella. Well, that that's what I thought, too, when you mentioned Bella. But I don't know if he's going to be full time because the fact that you have Shane and Daniel Bryan, the fact that you have two raw GMs one week where someone's not there, the other person's there. And when the other person's not there, the the commissioner's there. You can do these things where Daniel Bryan doesn't have to be on the road very often. He only has to fly in on Tuesdays and leave on Tuesdays. He doesn't have to go to the house shows. And he doesn't have to make every single TV taping because you will have Shane there sometimes. And SmackDown's the type of show, two hours long, you can go without any governing body and just do a show that's made up by the wrestlers. You know, you have the opening segment on a SmackDown where a match is made for later on in the show. You can get by having one show without either Shane or the GM, who I think is going to be Daniel Bryan. So you can actually do that a couple of times if you actually have to. I just think they want the name value. I think they want to, you know, prop up SmackDown a little bit. So I think Daniel Bryan's going to be it. There was also the uh, somewhat of a spoiler. People are reading into it a lot uh, where they talked about on the WWE app very briefly. They had up a headline that said the yes movement comes to SmackDown. So I, I was with uh, Sean Ross Sapp, who's been a guest on our show. I was with him on Monday night before that error on the WWE app. And I also said that it was going to be Daniel Bryan because it just makes sense. Daniel Bryan's coming back to WWE. He's done this uh, talking. Uh, he's done the commentary on the Cruiserweight Classic. He seems like he's going to be more okay being around wrestling. And I don't know if he really wants to be at home all the time. You can fly out on a Tuesday, be involved in a wrestling show and go back home. So I'm going with Daniel Bryan. But I, I have no idea. Man, if Daniel Bryan's gonna if Daniel Bryan's gonna be on this show, I don't want him being a figurehead. I want him on commentary because I thought he did a great job on the Cruiserweight Classic. He Pair was him great. With Morrow, he was really great. Yeah. And that was yeah. for his first. I know he had been practicing, and I know he was at the Performance Center a couple of times working with Michael Cole. But he was great. Mm-hmm. He was really good on that uh, commentary team. I really liked it. I really did. Uh, but I have no idea who's going to be the raw GM. Like, I can't even tell you a name. I just have no idea who it's going to be. Yeah. Are we getting into raw? I, well, I just have a couple things. So yeah, I don't have much about raw. Uh, so I uh-huh. mean, if you want to go ahead and what were your, what were your key highlights from uh, Monday night raw key highlights or low lights? And keep in mind, Jeff was coming right back from a big weekend in Vegas where he was definitely frustrated by a lot of it. And happy about a lot of it, but he was coming back to watch that three-hour episode of Raw, which granted was better than the week before, but not necessarily the best Raw ever. Well, most of the big talking points have been brought over, gone over, so I'm not going to get that much into it. But 
I found it interesting that right before the segment in which they did the Rollins Daily Show bit where he edited the tape, that USA ran the Roman Reigns commercial. Yeah, they did. So they're not concerned about the drug failure in terms of branding either. Well, they're not concerned about the optics of having Randy or or, uh, Roman Reigns a part of a segment. Like usually when there's a suspension like this, those guys are off TV. They're forgotten. They're not mentioned. They're persona, they're persona non grata. They is, are, they are, they don't exist in the universe. Which again, I did not expect them to keep mentioning Roman Reigns on TV. If we knew they were going to keep mentioning him on TV, of course, I don't think he comes out of the three-way at battleground. But when we were talking a couple of weeks ago and I was going on there, how I, how I couldn't believe that he would still be in battlegrounds main event. It's because I didn't know they were going to keep talking about him. They never do this. Yeah. It's it it's 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 an outlier. It it's amazing that they're going to double down on this whole thing in the end when we look back at it and go, yeah, this was the plan, and they were going to stick with it. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I disagree with our voices of wrestling comrades on uh, the final deletion. Uh, uh, did you watch this by chance? I've seen. Okay. So Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, the final deletion on TNA impact. It's probably the first thing on impact I've seen. I did watch Mike Bennett's debut and I did watch Moose's debut this week. I, I'm a, just a big sucker for debuts, which is why when mm-hmm. we start talking about the Royal rumble 2000, that's a huge show in the moments of uh, big time debuts. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm a big sucker for debuts. I really am. So I did watch uh, impact this week and last week. So I did see, the final deletion of Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Yes. What now? What are the two things I say I love most in professional wrestling? Um, tag teams and uh, 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 the mid eighties. I don't know. No, uh, talking smack. Yeah. And unrepentant stupidity. This was unrepentant stupidity. It was good. And I loved every moment of it. It was fun because it was so stupid and it was in fun and it was interesting. Well, what's the great- reason I bring the reason I bring that yeah. up is because of the comparisons to the Wyatt family vignette, which now, are ridiculous. You can't me, compare those two things. No, I agree. I agree. They are, but they're, it's fair to do so. I don't think they did because of it. But on the other hand, look at the tone that it tried to set on this one. And I will. Here's. I'll start with the positive. I think it was the right idea to try and do these kinds of things. But it came off as pretentious, very self-aware in terms of trying to be very self-serious about such things and be spooky. It set the entire wrong tone vis-a-vis raw. Now the positive would be if the new day comes back with an edge, a more violent edge, so to speak, but I don't see I don't see WWE doing that with the cash cow that is the new day. So I'm wondering what purpose does this serve if they don't come back hardcore? I, I just thought, you know, and every, it, it looked like they got some NYU film student who's and said, go crazy with every effect and lens flare yeah, and, and shake and- camp. No, I, and filters and I things like a, that. I wasn't a big fan of the raw segment for one simple fact, even, you know, you make really good points about this segment. The one seg- the one part of it that I had is they come there to fight, they have a little bit of a brawl, and all six men are standing up side by side at the end. 
at the end. There's nothing that was accomplished. This was like most episodes of Raw, the you know where they set something out at the start of Raw, have a main event, and the main event doesn't do anything. It's an episode of Raw that does not actually accomplish anything or further something. No storyline was furthered by them doing this fight at the Wyatt compound. And now they're going to be in a six-man tag team match, which was announced on the WWE.com website, in a regular six-man tag at Battleground. So there's two six-man tags at Battleground right now. And this one probably has the least amount of heat, which is crazy because it should have more. The New Day's hot. The Wyatt family is hot. They're cold right now, which is unbelievable to me. But yeah, nothing was a con- They're going they backwards. Went- they Absolutely. went backwards. They went from the big brawl blow off type thing to a regular tag match, which it's is insane. Amazingly stupid. I think the whole point of this was to make Bray Wyatt seem spooky again because of the end with the fireflies. He's really a cult leader. Look at that. I, I don't understand what purpose this served. Sister but- Abigail, are they going to introduce a sister Abigail? Cause, uh, there was a screen cap going around from that segment where, uh, the new day were welcomed to the Wyatt compound by a woman in the sheet mask, do you think they actually might be closer to introducing a sister Abigail? I hope not, because that means the new day will have to introduce someone to counteract it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You would think I mean, if they I mean, continue, I, if they continue with these guys past battleground, you never know. I don't want, I don't want the guys to lose the creative edge and I don't right. want these types of ideas to get buried, but this was just, it, it just, it, it, it failed on all in, in, in any metric you look at it, to yeah. me. Final deletion was cool, And that's though. all I had. And that's all I, yeah, and that's all I had for Raw. Yeah, final deletion was cool. Our Twitter question of the week this week. We have a Twitter question coming in from... Dun, 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 let me find it. Well, I apologize. I don't, I don't know who uh, sent it in. But we had a question about Austin Aries. We got into a, a little conversation on the Twitter feed at Shake Them Ropes. And uh, someone is asking me, what brand... Do you think Austin Aries might be drafted to? In fact, it was Russ. Russ on uh, Twitter asks, what brand do you think Austin Aries might get drafted to on Tuesday? I'll give my answer, but Jeff, I'll let you go first. Austin Aries is where after Tuesday? He's not getting drafted at all. He's staying in NXT and he's doing a program with No Way Jose. Yep. I am the same way. I, I responded to this person on Twitter saying NXT And then the follow-up question is, do you see him ever getting called up? What was the point of signing him? And the point of signing him, I I very well could respond by saying also NXT. The point of signing Austin Aries was to fill up NXT. The same as Bobby Roode. The same as Eric Young. The same as most other TNA guys. Eric Young, who I don't think we're ever going to see again in NXT. Maybe a one-time thing here, kind of a la Rhino. And he doesn't need to be there, but he, he can always be called on if he needs to be. And make the show more interesting. Yeah. So I mean, no, I I don't, I don't see him getting called up. I don't see Joe getting called up. Yeah, I'm, I I'm not I'm not sold on Joe coming up. I don't think they're going to absolutely uh, you know crush NXT and take all the talent. And I don't think they have to. Uh, were the were the house shows this weekend a little weak on the B side? Yes, yes they were. I we talked last week on the show. Uh, WWE came to Fort Wayne, came to to my area on Sunday. And the main event of the show was Big Show versus Bray Wyatt. And the semi the semi main as far as star power was the opening match, Enzo and Cass versus the Dudley Boys. The tour was slightly thin, if you will. Uh, so do they need some more names on the shows? Yes, but they don't need a ton. They don't need to decimate NXT. I don't think you're going to see five or six people called up. Finn Balor, maybe. Maybe Bailey, uh, Maybe Tino Sabatelli to main event the Raw shows. But I don't see too many people coming up 
from this uh, branch. No, but- the, twi- the, the twists and turns of the draft are going to be probably one guy from NXT, which would be Finn, more yeah. than likely. Yeah. And then them breaking up tag teams. Somebody. They're going to break up somebody. And trying to... F- and trying to freshen up the mid card guys, gonna, and maybe some alumni. Some alumni will be shown, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, my goodness, yeah. I didn't even realize he was there." Right? Yeah, you might get somebody. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I can't wait for the draft show. I, I'm I'm really excited I, for the draft show. I have to do a post draft show, so <laughs> yeah. So Monday Raw. So this is our uh, plan for next week on Shake Them Ropes. We still have our uh, our top 100 match to talk about on this show, so we're not done yet, guys. But next week on the show. We are also going to do a show on Wednesday because okay. we have Raw on Monday. We have the WWE draft on Tuesday. So I want to make sure we, we talk about what happens on the WWE draft. Now, we talked earlier on the show about helping us out with donations. I'm going to make a promise to everybody. If we get to that same $20 goal, $20, that's all we're asking for. $20 goal in donations. You can donate paypal.me slash Rob McCarron, paypal.me slash Rob McCarron is the address. You go there. It's very simple. We don't have to worry about any of these fees coming out like a Patreon. If we hit that $20 goal, not only will all the money go to Jeff, but we will do two shows next week. Jeff, are you okay with that? Sure. So long as it doesn't uh, collide with my third show that I have to do that week. No. No, you have okay. too many podcasts. You need to, this is another reason why people should donate to the show to stop Jeff from doing all these other shows and tiring him out. Well, no, you're doing one as well. We're I the same guy. I, I, that's my alter ego. Okay. That's Babyface Rob. <laughs> that's a whole other guy. And it's a different that's territory, Jeff. That, that's Pokemon Go, Rob. A, oh, God, I don't play that Pokemon Go. I know there's Thank a lot of people. Pay- I know there's a lot of people playing it, and I'm, I'm, you know, all the power to them. Just don't walk into the middle of a street playing that game, please, and don't drive. Saw, saw someone do that oh, today. I, I've seen people do it in my uh, neighborhood. People are walking around playing this Pokemon Go. Anyway, downtown L.A. I yes. had to yank somebody oh, off of a curb. Oh, jeez. Okay, continue. I believe it. There's the whole city just walking around playing this Pokemon Go game. Uh, paypal.me slash Rob McCarron. You go there, you donate 50 cents, a dollar, $20, whatever the case may be. We would appreciate it. We're going to give you two shake them ropes next week. And we're going to give all the money to Jeff to help him out for, uh, for improving his setup. And hopefully everyone is, uh, is fine with the audio quality. We try to get audio quality good on this show. I, I obsess over it sometimes, probably too much. But we will do a second shake them ropes. So the second shake them ropes will be, uh, and we'll, you know, if we get the donations and do the show, the second shake them ropes is going to be whatever anyone wants us to talk about. Honestly, I, we're going to have plenty to talk about really cruiserweight classic NXT raw SmackDown, uh, questions, uh, you know, send us in a question. If you donate to the show, you can leave a note. If you have some, a shout out or a question that you want to ask, go for it. But we are definitely doing one show next week on Wednesday, talking about the WWE draft, uh, it will also be our battleground preview. Most likely if we're only doing the one show, we'll do battleground plus the draft talk all in one episode. So it might be an overstuffed episode. It might be an oversized episode as well, but we are going we, to have a special guest. I was going to go into that. You go ahead. Uh, would you like to introduce our special guest, Jeffrey? No, no, no. I was going to tease the guest and let you introduce this I, person, I wanna, I wanna but I will te- let no, you. No, I want to hear the tease. I want to hear the tease. Tease me. Tease, tickle me under the feet. Tease me now. And we will have a special guest, a first-time guest yes. to shape them ropes, but also a person I have met, a person who uh, 
is in the critics sphere, so to speak. And, uh, and, uh, some of you may be a fan of this person's writing. If you are a reader of the AV club, avclub.com, this person does the raw reviews every week for the AV club. So a uh, very special Latoya Ferguson is going to join us next week on the show to talk all things WWE draft. You can follow her on Twitter at LaFergs, L-A-F-E-R-G-S. Latoya Ferguson is coming on the show next week. I'm very excited to have her. Mm-hmm. I met her at PWG and uh, we got to talking and she became a fan of the show and she can have the raw reviews. I don't have to do them no more. Yay. That's right. Jeff Hawkins uh, running away from those weekly raw reviews Woo! At, at, last. Uh, at voices of wrestling. So that'll be the show next week. So a big show, like we're trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get in more with uh, having some cool guests to come on and talk uh, pro wrestling so we don't have to gas bag about raw all the time so that we can get to more uh, topics that everyone else is wanting to uh, listen to us talk about. Uh, so trying to do that, trying to do some cool things here on the show. Uh, so help us out, you know, go leave a rating and review on our iTunes page, go share our show notes with, uh, with other fans of wrestling that, you know, so they can be introduced to our show. And if you so choose, want to give us a thank you for the two years that we've been doing the show, go uh, donate to Jeff Hawkins at paypal.me slash Rob McCarran. Oh, I, I'm really hoping that it comes out to like $19.99. Also, within your comments, should you feel inclined, let us know how you prefer or when you prefer us to do this with the new brave new WWE <laughs> setup. Thank because you. we yes. we were get, we were getting notes, where's Shake Them Ropes today? Well, I haven't gotten Shake Them Ropes, and I appreciate that. Like oh, I no idea it. you would have. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I no, love it, that. You it's know, really, people, it's really yeah. something to be missed. People expect but our at show. At the same time. Yeah. People at the e- same time with both raw and SmackDown uh-huh. going live, mm-hmm. would you prefer that we wait until after SmackDown and then do both shows and kind of do a recap of right. say the week in well, the not main, even, not even a recap, just the biggest things about both shows and talk about, you know, the differences between raw and SmackDown. Are we seeing differences? Are we seeing similarities? Are they, you know, which show do we prefer to watch based on the talent roster? Uh, that's a very good topic. I wanted to mention that today. Uh, I was about to forget. So thank you, Jeff. Uh, we have, yeah. we have done these shows for, I think at least a year now, regularly on Tuesdays. Sometimes we have to do it a different day, uh, especially on pay-per-view go-home week. Sometimes we wait until Wednesday so we can see SmackDown spoilers to know it, at least that if something's going to get added, we know to talk about it. Um, but generally, we've been doing the show on Tuesday, and we got we got quite a few messages uh, yesterday about, hey, where's the show this week? Is there no Shake Them Ropes this week? Because people expect our show on Tuesday, and that's great. And we try to keep to a regular schedule. You know, Even throughout the holidays, Jeff, we have not missed a week in about two years of doing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Early on, we... we you know, experimented with different days and we skipped a week here and there, but for two years, we have not missed a week. And I take pride in that because you'll see podcasts, you know, and no fault of theirs. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, most people have regular jobs and whatever they have to do their job. They can't spend time on the podcast. They have significant others, the family to get to sometimes, sometimes rich gets married. Sometimes Sometimes Joe Lanza has to do one on his own. Yeah, no, whatever the case may be. So you might have guys (laughs) who do their YouTube shows and they can't do a YouTube show this week or, you you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there and I'm sure people listening to us right now probably listen to at least one or two others throughout their week. And they know, they know there's a show they listen to where they have taken a week off somewhere and we have not taken a week off in two years. And some weeks we do two shows. And there was that one week where I got really bored and I did a vanity solo show. 
So we don't take weeks off and we try not to take a week off. We may not be on the Tuesday, but we try really hard not to take a week off. And we are not going to take a week off next week. We're going to do possibly two shows, depending on how, uh, how things turn out. But we're doing at least the big one show. But going forward, now the fact that SmackDown is on Tuesdays live, uh, the fact that we have Raw, uh, we have you know NXT on a Wednesday night, do we continue to do the shows on Tuesday and basically skip SmackDown? Because by the time SmackDown is uh, relevant, we have just recorded and it would already be seven days old if we wait until the next week after to talk about the previous week's SmackDown, or do we move the show to Wednesdays so that we can talk about Raw, SmackDown, all the big topics of the week? Uh, right now, I think we're leaning towards Wednesday, are we not? Yes. I think we're leaning towards Wednesday. I know Tuesdays have been very good to us, and you know, the, you know, especially if you listen to the Podcast One shows, if you listen to Jim Ross and all them, they start coming out on Tuesday evening and then basically all week long, it's podcast one shows. So people have told us that they like it on Tuesday because it gets be, it, it gets in before the rush. They can listen to us and then all the big rush of podcasts go on. Um, I, one of the most humbling things ever is we got a review on our iTunes channel. We got someone who sent in a review saying they skip on the podcast one shows now and just listen to us. And I think that's, wow. that's one of those uh, rare times where I'm like, oh my God, people actually prefer us over people. Like, I understand people listen to us, but when you guys out there start saying things like you prefer us to people, that's when I start to be like, oh my God, what have we done? <laughs> I got to start upping my game and be more professional then. I'm just a jerk with an opinion. I got to start letting Jeff talk. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's, never that's my worst nightmare is yeah. I got to start letting Jeff talk, but we got, yeah, we got a review like that. So I, I really want to not only thank you for that review out there, uh, but uh, so yeah, we, Tuesdays have been really good to us, but in order to have the content for the show, in order to talk about everything people want to hear about, I think Wednesday might be the move. That way we can talk raw and SmackDown and not be pressured to feel like we missed something. So I, right. And, and, and for anybody who goes, well, why can't you do it live after SmackDown? I, I will be working another territory at that time. You're, so. you're guesting on, uh, other podcasts on a Tuesday night, Tuesday, and then you're, you're tied down to doing it at a specific time. It's late in the night. I don't like doing, I honestly don't like doing our show. I like doing the reaction shows. Like if I'm going to go on YouTube and we're just talking that show, that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. but you, we don't do full show reviews on the show. That's not what we are. We, we talk about the big topics of each show. We talk about the big topics going on in WWE, the stuff that's notable. We don't, I don't care what golden truth segment is going on backstage on raw. Right? So for a reaction show, you can do it right after. I don't like doing our show right after the shows. I know we do them on pay-per-views because pay-per-views are a little bit more, uh, you know, those aren't a raw or SmackDown TV show. You're getting to storyline topics. You're getting to things that are actually meaning something as you go forward in WWE TV. So pay-per-view shows afterwards are great. I don't like doing our show right after a Monday Night Raw or right after a SmackDown because I like to think about what we watched and see how it plays into the larger scale of things. Um, so I think Wednesday might be the move, but we're definitely going to listen to feedback. Email me, Rob, at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Hit Jeff up on Twitter at CrapGame13. Hit me up on Twitter at ShakedownRopes. You can DM us. Uh, the DMs are open on the Shake Them Ropes uh, Twitter feed. Send us your comments. Do you want to keep us on Tuesday? Do you want us to move to Wednesday to talk about all the different topics? What do you guys out there feel? Because I, I want to produce the show. And we do the show. At first, we did it for us. We did it just to see if you know we can, we can do this thing. But 
we wouldn't still be doing the show if people out there weren't listening to it and weren't giving us feedback and weren't enjoying the show. We just wouldn't be. There would be no point in doing it. So I want everyone's feedback out there. Send us feedback, uh, whether you donate, whether you write a review on iTunes, whether you just want to send us a comment on our social media. Let us know when you want to hear this show more. Tuesdays before SmackDown or Wednesdays when we have a chance to talk about everything. That, that's what I'm asking from the audience. Okay. Triple H, Let's move on. Triple H and McFoley. Match number 26 in our top 100 countdown. We are done with three quarters of this countdown. It's, it's, getting to, it's getting real, if you will, Jeff. But Cactus Jack, McFoley up against Triple H. The Royal Rumble in the year 2000. Match number 26 in our top 100 countdown. These are the top 100 matches to see on WWE Network before you die. What I think is going to be cool after we get done with all of these 100 matches, Jeff, is to go back over the last two and a half years since the network was out and since this list was out and see if we have like amendments, see if we have new matches that we should actually include in the top 100. But before we get to all that, this was the match I was telling you last week I was a huge fan of. I still am. Mm -hmm. I go back and watch this match every so often. I had just watched this match two weeks ago because, as you know, as I've said on this show, I am a mark for debuts. I'm a big mark for debuts, and this show features the debut of Taz in the WWF as he faced Kurt Angle and won one of the highlights of the Taz career, honestly, in the ring. Uh, This is a big pay-per-view. This also features The Rock and Big Show simultaneously winning the Royal Rumble this year. But Triple H and Cactus Jack... I was way fond of this one as you have now seen this match. And I don't, did you watch this match live when the Royal rumble first uh, happened in 2000? Yes. I was hyped for the Taz debut. Oh, Taz debut was so cool. It was so awesome. It was so well done. So awesome. I did notice that uh small thing. Maybe only I notice Howard Finkel was not on his cue in announcing Taz for his debut. He started a little bit early. And then uh, his sound <laughs> yes. is cut off. They edited that out finally of the network version. It's on the DVD. It was, I believe it was still on the network version for a while, but they have since edited it out. Uh, Taz's debut was absolutely cool. The Hardy Boys match was, you know, crazy. D'Lo Brown was number one in the Rumble. D-Lo yeah, Brown. all was good. The dancing segment, but Triple H and uh, Man <laughs> and Cactus Jack. They had the thumbtacks. This was uh, an all-out thing. This is where I think a lot of people really gained even more respect for Triple H for doing this style of match Uh, because this was around Mm -hmm. the time. 2000 was still around the time. Now, this this was after his his, uh, injury, was it not, or was it before his injury? This is before the injury. This is his his injury. This isn't the big uh, quad injury. But this no, is, but he, he gets a hole in his yes, leg after he yes. hit on the pallet. Yeah, yes. this is actually before the quad injury that sets him out for almost an entire year. This is at the peak of when Triple H was being considered the best wrestler in the company. Yeah, yeah. I had to do some soul searching on this match. Okay, soul searching. Uh, not because sure. I didn't, not because I didn't like it, but uh, let me explain. And I think I've explained this before. Triple H is really the first wrestler. That from his debut in WCW as Terror Ryzen to his ascent into the WWE, I knew all the backstage machinations about. And I knew, and he was an internet darling when he was in WCW, uh, to be honest with you. He had that kind of shine to him amongst certain facets of the internet community. 
And there's a problem with me with the history between, to me, Triple H's greatest rival, whether he likes it or not, is Mick Foley. Oh, sure. Which I don't think he likes in terms of that being his historical thing, because it's not an A plus feud. It is a B plus feud, so to speak, um, in terms of this. Don't get me wrong. I love Mick Foley. That's an, but that's an it's not it's uh, not it's not rock and Austin. It's yeah. not held at high esteem. And what I you, think he's always wanted to be. And I think he's always resented Mick in some way in terms of always being linked with him in terms of his greatness. Sure. Because yeah. that's come out. That's come out more than once in terms of uh, what we've heard about. Well, you know, Mick, I, you know, I ascended to much higher heights than Mick Foley ever did. And he really, you know, kind of an almost dismissal of Foley's effect on how great he made Triple H. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting this point match, because you, Steve Austin does have the rock and you have John Cena. Who would John Cena's be? Would it be Randy Orton? Maybe. I don't even think John Cena has one okay. unless it's Batista. Possibly. Well, I, I wonder if Triple H, I think Triple H and Mankind are, uh, are linked there. Absolutely. Um, here's, here's, here's the problem with get, putting John Cena in this mix. They never it. built up a guy that might rival John Cena. They tried with, with Orton, but Orton was gone too often to do so. I think. Yeah, and they, yeah, they just blew with timing. Orton too often. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if I, Triple I H. Think Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins will be it for Roman Reigns. I do believe. Oh uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, just based on everyone's, uh, w- you know, everyone's age and how long they're going to be around together, sharing the screen. I wonder if Triple H goes to bed at night sometimes, trying to convince himself that Randy Orton was his primetime feud, and I don't even know if that's any better. It's probably not. I think he convinces himself that it's either The Rock or The Undertaker. Yeah, maybe Undertaker. I, I wonder if he tried to cement that with the uh, WrestleMania match, the end of an era. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to wrestle The Undertaker. That's going to be my legacy, if you will. As far right. as, a, as, far as a, uh, a rivalry goes, anyway. And, and, and within that sphere, it's very interesting that this match, especially the commentary of the second half of the match, is about Triple H, who is the heel at this time. Uh-huh. Being so Overco- resilient, over overcoming and being resilient yeah. against this crazy man, McFoley slash Cactus Jack. Now, I read some of the at the time critiques of the match, and Wade Keller said something very interesting in, in the issue of the Torch that covers this Royal Rumble. He's of the opinion that the crowd did not react well, or did not react as Foley may have thought to Cactus Jack. And this is not the Cactus Jack of ECW or WCW, and that might have been part of the reason. I found that interesting as I watched this back because I sort of agree that WWE, you know, we in the bubble criticize them for the family aspects of certain things and the just play the hits part and, you know, oh, great, you know, New Day's going to come out and say bootios instead of kicking ass. But that may be what WWE fans want when they're conditioned to it. In terms of, especially when Foley, it comes to Foley, they want started rather than something necessarily edgy. Now, we loved it. I loved the reveal when it said, you know, Cactus Jack, but the crowd didn't pop as hard, according to Keller, when the reveal came. And he didn't pop as hard in during this match. Now, as the match went on, I loved this match. Don't get me wrong. I loved, this may be one of Foley's best performances 
in terms of overall match quality, in terms of hardcore match and and what the and telling a story here. But yeah, the commentary threw me out out of it a bit by telling the scrappy underdog Triple H story when he's a heel. Um, and my biases came forward in it. But as a match in the vacuum, as you like to do it in the bubble without watching, say, video packages and whatnot beforehand or any promos or any history, it's a great match and it should be watched. Absolutely. No, I, I definitely I watch it every so often. I get that Royal Rumble 2000 show. Big fan of it. I still have the DVD of that show. Like I've had the DVD, I think, for 16 years. Huh. I don't need it anymore. I would love them to not go back and edit things. I know. It's such I a like small the thing, mistakes. too. It's such I, a small mistakes, thing. The, the mistakes I, give it personality in yeah. some way. No, I mean, it, it's the same way I feel about original music, and I understand they can't do that. But in terms of, you know, you'll see them edit out certain moves out of matches now because in hindsight it may seem offensive. I just, I just, nah, don't do that. It wasn't a big that, deal when they were making the DVD to remove uh, uh, Howard Finkel's miscued intro of Taz. So why should it be a big deal now? Put up some more thunders. Yeah, it, Put up some WCW thunders instead of editing out Howard Frankel. Rob, I think I talked a bit too long there. I haven't heard any thoughts you had on the match. I love the match. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 